0: Susie Rowan is the former executive director of Bible Study Fellowship International, which offers free in-depth Bible studies to men, women, students, and preschool children that come every week to study and learn all around the world. The call with Nancy sabato my guest Susie Rowan, she's talking about how God got a hold of her heart. She just retired from her role at. As an executive director after 12 years. And those of us that know BSF are grateful for the time and work that she put in. But we also know how much, Susie, you love Jesus and made that clear in every video you produce for us. How did God call you to BSF and how did it change your life? Yes,
1: it all started in a local church. <laughs> You know, Jesus loves the church, so I actually came to faith during the preaching of a sermon in a local church, and I was in my early 30s. And shortly thereafter, um, a a young woman I went to college with uh, stood up in a Sunday school class. My husband, Roger, and I were attending and said, going to a Bible study, and that Bible study was Bible study fellowship BSF and she said would anyone like to go with me and I went with her and so I went up and talked to her afterwards and she told me about BSF and that it was a commitment and that there was study involved and that you go every week and um, I decided I was just way too busy with other things to go but you know the Lord had a different plan and um, Three days later, it was Labor Day weekend, and I was vacationing in another part of the country, my husband and I with another couple, and um, uh, the woman, Susan, in that, of that other couple said to me, Susie, I'm starting, a Bible. I'm starting to attend a Bible study this fall. And I said, oh really, tell me about it. And I said, I think that's the same one that I was invited to. And my friend said, um, Susie Rowan, You've been told about this Bible study two times in the last three or four days by two different people in two different parts of the country. And I think God wants to do a work in your life. And I didn't even know what that meant, Nancy. What does it mean God wants to do a work in my life? Because I was just so new to the faith, registered in my heart, because the Holy Spirit was in me. I'll give it a try. So I go to this Bible study. It's not in the part of town where I live. The only person I know there is the the woman from our church that invited us. I didn't. There were like three or four hundred women in this class. I didn't know any of them, and uh, I went to what was called the L- in introduction class. We now call it welcome kind of time, um, and we don't really have those anymore, but we did then. And um, God just grabbed my heart, and I just wanted to. So uh, the person that was explaining how you get started said, fill out this card and we'll call you when there's room. Well, the first week she didn't call. And the second week I called her. (laughs) Isn't there room for me? (laughs) But see, God was just working. He wanted me to really want it. Uh, She said, no, Susie, we'll call you (laughs) when there's room. Are you on the third week i started and i started um in with what we called then the history of israel and the minor prophets that's where i began to study the bible and it was hard the Old <laughs> testament is very hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> we now have divided that study all up and it's called people of the promised land but um that's where god had me begin and i think for like five years at least, maybe 10. I never missed a week. Just God always made it possible for me to go despite everything else that was going on in the lives of um, our family, our children, our husband and everything else. So that's that's how I got started. And you know, God just began to change me. Um, That's what God does, you know, just day by day, he would meet me in his word He'd reveal my sins to me, um, and He'd give me the desire to live differently. I think God really gives us that desire to live differently. And so my thoughts changed, my parenting changed, um, my care and concern for others changed, and, um, and I began to love my husband differently. Uh, in a way that pleased God, but also pleased Roger. And one day Roger said to me, "Uh, I don't know what's going on in that Bible study, but I like this woman I'm married to, and I'm (laughs) going to go to this Bible study and find out what it's all about. And he came to faith then through uh, studying the Word in BSF and uh, participating in the local church. So that's that's kind of how it all started. That well, you that's know it's a life changing the changes God brought in my life and then uh in my husband's life as well. So that's kind of how I got started. Lots that's more great. after that but that was the beginning. That's wonderful. So now you're
0: let's fast forward and how did you see God leading you through your time as executive director there? And how did you see a change in other people's lives
1: while you were there? We yeah. got involved in a prayer group for people overseas and that ended up with moving overseas. And I don't, I don't know if you know that part of the story, but we planted classes in, in Brazil and then in India. And then while I was in India, this very unexpected call came from the board of directors. Uh, to come and lead the organization and boy you see we read how um, God plucked David out of nowhere Uh, the board of directors I should say was ready for change so they were preparing me before I actually took over and I came back to the United States and was in a local church and somebody wanted me to meet the pastor and I was introduced to this um, Young pastor as the new uh, the incoming executive director, I really was not leading yet. And he said to me, it was so of the Lord. Um, he said, Susie, Bible study fellowship. Hmm. My mother went, my grandmother went, you know. <laughs> and he said two things about Bible study fellowship. You all are known as the best Bible study in the entire world. I'm going to go on, yeah. <laughs> And he said, "You also are known for legalism." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, we—I don't know how long you've been in BSF, but but the culture was changing, and you know we we were founded in a World War II mentality, uh, and and so the Bible Study Fellowship culture had not changed a lot, even as the culture of the of the U.S. and of the world was changing, and we just needed to. Um, make some um updates let me put it that way and the board of directors was ready for that then another way the lord opened my eyes to see that as i was attending local churches i would talk to a lot of young women and they were not able to attend bsf because um we didn't have anything for their um infants and toddlers we just started at three And so all of these things, the Lord was just showing me that there were some changes that needed to be made, and the board was ready to do those. And so um, we began to lighten things up a little bit, um, create a welcoming atmosphere of the current day. And uh, we started an infant and toddler program and launched a new study or two, and God just led us every step of the way. And I was so grateful to just watch him lead us. At the same time, you know, there, when you're in leadership, there are all kinds of trials. And um, I got knocked back a couple of times. You know how that happens. And it's just, again, God's hand. Depend yeah. on me. Wait on me. Don't run ahead. Um, don't get prideful. So what a faithful God we serve.
0: You must have seen a lot of people in your office Transform into a uh, great walking christians you know like just really embracing
1: bsf absolutely i mean the staff of bible study fellowship has always been incredible when i came in you know there were some of the old timers there but you know what they were ready to, to, to i remember my first day um uh, bsf uh staff always starts the morning in prayer together, the whole staff. And so the first day I went into morning prayers and you can imagine how nervous I was, you know, (laughs) how were they going to receive me? And, (laughs) and they had running shoes on and they said, come on, Susie, let's run. We're what we're ready to run with you. And they did. And so they were ready too. it was just the sweetest thing. And then of course, uh, we grew very rapidly uh in those first few years, and we added many new staff, young staff uh, and many of those people are still serving and Oh my goodness, what they contributed was so amazing so if a leader is not surrounded with by good staff, we just you know you're you're in you're in a bad place, but I have had the most wonderful staff surrounding me all the years I served, and many of those people continue to serve.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah, there's like a big inf- influx now of young people coming in. Um, so the younger generation is is not thinking anymore that it's the old way of BSF. They're starting to see that the the new way has incorporated in and it's not so maybe rigid as right. it once was. So <laughs> Very <that's what> relaxed. <laughs> yes, it, it is really relaxed and, and you can see it. You can see it yeah. even in the leaders. You can see uh-huh. it in all the leaders and Now, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. So here's the challenge. Here comes COVID. Right. And you were faced with challenges. And what happened and how did God guide you through that? Well, it
1: all began about nine years earlier, 10 years earlier, when um, a BSF leader came to me and and introduced to me a concept of a local satellite group. And uh, we decided, um, after much prayer, that we would give it a try. Just three little local groups, um, not part of the big class, but you know, these little satellite groups. And we did three, then we did 10, and then we did 6,000, you know. Because the world wanted it, you know, in either in in more remote areas, rural areas or in highly um, congested traffic areas, um, smaller groups close to home. So that was the beginning. And then next step, God led us um, through a very competent staff member. Again, somebody came up with the idea on our staff and was able to implement it of online BSF groups. And so a few years ago, we started these online BSF groups and got the, the, and it was clunky at first, the technology was clunky, you know, it was just, you know, innovation here. And we were trying to see if it would work. And gradually we improved the technology over a couple years and then COVID hit, and then COVID hit. So that, now I'm back to your question that, yeah, I had to give you a little background. What God did eight or 10 years ago in starting, this makes me cry, in starting satellite groups enabled us to move the entire world online when COVID hit. (laughs) The previousness of God. (laughs) So, I mean, I just give him incredible praise for what he, he did to keep his word going forth in the world. So, you know, as you recall, COVID started um, in Asia and we had a, have a very fine regional leader in Asia who started coming to me and her immediate superior, who was Holly Roberts, by the way, our new executive director, um, and saying, um, we can't meet in person anymore. I need to move Singapore online. 10 days later, I need to move Malaysia online. I need to move Hong Kong. I mean, just one after another, after another, Hong Kong, Thailand. And so it started there. Our people in Europe are saying, we can't meet together here anymore. And so we moved Europe online. And then one day, Holly Roberts came to me and said, Susie, we need to take the whole world online. And I said, for it. So that's what happened. And I will tell you, because BSF online was in place and the technology in BSF was on place, we began to do that. And in two weeks, we had um, the rest of the 400,000 people in Bible study fellowship online. And can you imagine how God worked through local leaders? Because, I mean, we were using Zoom at the BSF headquarters, but I mean, every local leader, and Nancy, you are one. <laughs> you probably have your own story to tell about this. Yeah. Every local leader had to um, learn how to move their groups online and manage them through technology. I, I, I'm i in the process of moving, here's these empty bookshelves, we're just moving into a new house as we get settled in our hometown of Kansas City. and. Um, a group leader from a local class here came and helped me unpack a box a couple of afternoons ago. And she started talking about what it was like for her when we moved online because of COVID. And she said, see, I spent hours praying and asking God to help me was figure out this technology. Yeah. And she said, and he was faithful. Yeah. He was faithful. And that was happening. You know, there, there, there are forty or 50,000 BSF leaders around the world. Everybody was doing that. Yeah. And then our class members had to learn it. Yeah. And again, the faithfulness of God, working through the hunger of people for God's word, and class members figured it out too. Even octogenarians figured it out. <laughs> and everybody was online. So that's, that's really what happened. It wasn't easy wasn't easy for anybody. Then I I think the other thing that was very hard for me is not only did BSF around the world move online, but uh, our staff all went remote too. Mm. And that was very hard for me. I am a, um, I like people around me, a screen that doesn't do as much for me as being in person. I really believe in community. And um, as an older leader who was moving towards retirement, um, it was very hard for me to have the same kind of connection that I was used to. So, that also was very hard to have uh, our entire staff of about 100 people um, all online. Because, you know, I was interacting with the leaders, mm-hmm. uh, but I was not seeing everybody on a day to day basis, and I missed that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, that's a hard part of isolation, you know, it, it and now the, the, the classes are resuming um, in person, and it's it's like a it, all I see is people hugging each other. I know. They're so they they <laughs> they're so they were so tired of it. And they really needed to have that human touch. They just yeah. really needed to have human one on one. You know, it, uh-huh. there's, you know, I mean, Zoom is wonderful and it's it's a wonderful tool for those who are using it to, to study mm-hmm. the Bible, but being in person is imp- very important too. What are you going to do now that you're retired?
1: <laughs> well, I will tell you a little story. Um, my husband, Roger, did everything you can possibly imagine, to keep things running at home and with our finances and all of that. He just did everything he could so that I could do what I was called to do. He made a lot of sacrifices to do that. So when um, uh, we were moving into this season of retirement, one day I said to him, Roger, you have served me so completely these last 12 years. Now I want to know what I can do for you. And his answer to me was rest. I want you to rest. So that's where I am right now, though moving is not the most restful thing I've ever done. <laughs> but I mean, we are, we are just in, enjoying a season of getting reacquainted in our hometown, um, serving our family. Our daughter just had surgery and I've been very involved in helping her. Uh, and just um, kind of recovering from those years of leadership where, you know, long, long days um, for many years. And so that's where we are right now. Um, I've kind of got this little saying that um, is important to me that someone said to me years ago, we just ask the Lord simply to be used. And when you ask the Lord to be used, um, he just does it. (laughs) So it's just kind of the day to day. Right now, of being used of the Lord, and I see that happening every single day as He leads us into some kind of a situation where we can serve. Um, I have uh joined the Board. Uh, one, I took on one commitment, and that's the Board of Pacific Theological Seminary, and that's a new seminary in the San Diego area. Uh, Bethel Seminary was in San Diego. They had a satellite campus there, and uh, they closed that campus, but the community of San Diego has banded together to start uh, a new seminary. And so that's uh, we're not open for students yet, but it's real fun to be involved in that startup work on that board and um, more long term you know, next year, uh, my my hope is to be teaching the Bible in some way. So uh, we'll see how God does that maybe just in a local group here, or maybe God would have me um, do some women's events or something in churches. I'm not sure. Nancy, you and I have even talked about that. So we'll just see how God might um, <clears throat> use me to teach His Word again, which is uh, my greatest joy. And so that's kind of what I'm thinking about. There is a little book opportunity out there. I don't know if I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there's a publisher too that has said. Uh, we'd like a book on leadership written by a woman who's really led at your level. So um, I haven't written it. I have an outline and we'll see if God leads me in that direction. But right now I'm just waiting on him.
0: Boy, that would be wonderful. And I'd get my copy. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see you write that. So what would you like to leave my audience with?
1: Oh, just that they would love Jesus. Just love Jesus, love his word. I was in a conversation with a brand new believer yesterday and um, she was just talking about, I don't know, I pray to the angels, she said. And and, uh, another friend and I said, oh no, you can go directly to Jesus. She went into a heart procedure after that. And she said, I held on to Jesus the entire time. And so just hold on to Jesus, walk with him. And know him through the study of his word, for he is our king, our God, our creator, and he's coming again someday.
0: You want to see more stories and teachings? Go to thecallwithnancycevedo.com and may the Lord Jesus Christ
1: richly bless you.